0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: All right, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce. And this is the K. Golasso U.S. Men's National Team Hour. It's a weekly YouTube show. We do it live We're for roughly one hour, sometimes we go to 90 minutes, which makes a lot of sense since we're talking about the beautiful game. We obsess about the U.S. Men's National Team and all the ripple effects that that extends to whether it's mls whether it's americans in the champions league whether it whatever americans are playing we're going to talk about it and everything else surrounding it and obviously they have a big game this particular weekend and i don't know if there's going to be a january camp or not we don't know if we've got any confirmation on that we should figure that out heath pierce but they got a big friendly on saturday against bosnia herzegovina and there's going to be 11 first-timers who have never actually been in a camp before out of the 26 that got called in now before we get into this conversation into the preview we uh wanted to say we want to welcome everyone to the show if you're watching live do your part to spread this video far and wide by simply hitting like and subscribe leaving a comment letting us know where you're from and who you support always a good way to get introduced into the community and then to be a part of this conversation there's always a live chat and we want to see you in there with your observations, questions, grievances, or whatever else you need to get off your chest. Okay? But let's keep things civil. That's all we ask. You know? there's yeah. still We still want to show that there's a world out there where people can be respectful, even if they disagree on certain opinions. So, Heath Pierce, this will be the last of 22 games that the U.S. Men's National Team has played in 2021. That's a lot of... Goddamn games.
2: games. Yeah, Ooh, now, man, only, I would love those bonuses.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, no, that's a pretty good run of games. That's if, true. If, if you uh, somebody
2: that's gotten to play most of <laughs> them, Kellen Acosta.
1: Now, only four of them have been against non-Concacaf opposition. Northern Ireland, mm. Switzerland, and Qatar, who they played in the Gold Cup. Now, what are your thoughts on the standard of the opposition and which national teams would you like the U.S. men's national team to measure up against in 2022 ahead of the World Cup to help us get fine-tuned for that big competition, assuming we qualify, I have to add that disclaimer. Because we didn't do it in 2018. And I'm still bitter about it. Well, I think there's a few things there,
2: right? I think it's actually come to to help us only being able to get CONCACAF teams to play against us, right? We mm-hmm. are still mm-hmm. in the world of COVID and travel and things like that. That, And granted, we've we've also had, over this last year, two competitions that we had to play in. Granted, one of them was a semifinal and final, but you had the Gold Cup as well, and where you played against uh, Qatar, who was a very different mm-hmm. style of play and one that you're going to play against when you see the likes of not to put Qatar and Spain in the same category but it you know <laughs> the xavi connection sure, you can sure. see that the style of play that they had was very different possession minded where i think the us actually was kind of punched in the face a little bit about the, the these teams that like oh wow they can break pressure with passing they see the game differently there's the there's a there's a cool and collective nature to them I think the U.S. needs to play some more more of those. Now, I think it also is an advantage, as I mentioned, that they've played against these CONCACAF teams because it's only further further helped. right? You play Honduras in a semifinal. Great. That helps us play Honduras in the future. You play Mexico in two finals. That helps us uh, Mm -hmm, in the future. mm -hmm. You're playing against Costa Rica. You're playing against all these teams that only better prepare you under different circumstances and different levels of pressure for the teams you're having to play against to qualify for a World Cup. So I think that helps. Now, does it help test us and see where we're at against other teams we've got northern ireland we've got um who else was there in that in that
1: well switzerland well let me say this fifa rankings we're currently ranked 12th yep switzerland are 13th mexico is 14th listen i was part of the team ahead of the world cup in 2006 it was the third ranked country in the world i know these things are a bit inflated let's just take it for what it is yeah but but uh i'm just glad the u.s is above mexico let's just (laughs) let's just end it there switzerland 13th now when i look for northern ireland's I don't see them for a while. They're not on the first page, not the top 50. They're playing in Kanifa. They're the 54th ranked team, and Qatar is 51st. Yeah. Look, I mean,
2: I would love them to, to play against more diverse teams. Now, whether they're in the top 10 or 20, I don't necessarily think that's going to be... The indicator. Anybody top 40, I think, is going to be a different type of team. I think the U.S. should, should make sure that they have an, uh, an African team. And when I say African, that's all-encompassing, which isn't the right thing to do because your North African style of play are going to be much more technical. Yes. Uh, the the game in, in, in South or West or whatever. There's different styles of play in every country yeah, in Africa. But I'd like to see somebody from that region based on the fact that you might get one. Um, in, in a world cup, I think you can prepare for, I think the way that some of the, the, the North African cl- uh, teams will play similar to some of the South American teams. It's a little more ticky taki It's a lot more kind of beautiful football esque. Um, and so a more diverse, uh, skill sets that are going to prepare you for teams that are going to play you differently in a world cup, because again, qualifying over, what is it? 14 games. Yeah. Uh, 14 games is very different than tournament play. Tournament play is completely different. How you get points on your first game might be different if you're faced up against Brazil and, right, and then right. how you then manage the rest of your group and how that changes your, the dynamic of whether we're defensive or attacking or where we're vulnerable or where we take our chances. I think you need to play against other types of opponents that are also going to be playing you like a, like a chessboard. And so uh, while again, I think playing concaf teams helps and it helps to qualify for a World Cup, it doesn't get us any closer to seeing how we match up with other other teams. And I actually think our national team is very well-equipped to play against other styles of play, especially European nations uh, when we have our best team on the field. Jimmy, yeah, I don't know yeah. what your thoughts are on that as well.
1: Well, no, so I'll... Derp's getting in there saying this is a Bosnia team that will also be kind of their C team, right? Because they have a lot of players, their top, top players playing in Europe or whatever it may be. Yep. Don't want to travel over to the US. I get all that. We're also not bringing a, an A team. We have probably a C team as well. So this will be a good competition for both sides as both coaching staffs evaluate that next layer of depth that uh, could potentially push on or to validate why they should be considered for more minutes moving forward. With regard to to who we want to play in 2022, listen, Ivory Coast got shocked in the Africa. I mean, it was between them or Cameroon. That's a really tough group anyway, but Cameroon ends up doing the business. I get Ivory Coast on the schedule as soon as humanly possible. Like that would be a great team to play, especially if they brought all their eight. I'm talking like in the summer when, when the European leagues are done and we get those friendlies in, go get Ivory Coast on the schedule. And then once all those other European teams fall out that don't qualify for the World Cup, get those bastards on the schedule as well. Or maybe if you can get some other World Cup qualifiers or participants you get them on the schedule but i actually would like to see and i know as you say there's always a different style sometimes within the same country right uh, of of how you should play and, and obviously the catalans see the game different than the madridistas you know so i yeah. get all that but it would be cool to get like a, a representative let's play somebody from south america get somebody from africa get somebody from europe you know if we can get a japan on the schedule that would be awesome you know so I hope we get a whole bunch of different styles. And, and I'd be really surprised if Greg and the staff weren't thinking in that capacity. But Ivory Coast would be a tremendous game, I think, for us because they do have some styles. You know, I think Cameroon, Nigeria, some of these, these teams play similarly to them. Uh, not like for like, of course, but but um, you know, will give us give us some trouble and things things to think about, assuming we when when the draw comes out. Now, obviously, this is still the disclaimer that we're gonna qualify. We're obviously, you know, hopeful. And uh we're only a few games. Anyway, if we win what, three or four more games, we should be set. We only six left though. So if we win three, I think we're all right. Yeah, but um, different conversation for now. I don't want to worry about it till we get closer to the next qualifying window. But yeah, it's 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 interesting times and, and I'm curious to see how this is all uh, going to play out. But with regard to Bosnia, now let's get back onto this game in particular. Who do you want to see here? What are your expectations of this game? And I wish that we had more than one. We talked about it on the last US Men's National Team Hour because we're bringing in so many players to give, let's say, a Johnny Cordoso only 30 minutes feels a little unfair that we're going to evaluate a guy for only 30 minutes and be like, nah, you're not good enough, you know? Yeah. This is this is the the the, the issue that I'm I'm running into,
2: right, Jimmy, which is <clears throat> Greg burhalter has set out this year to get more experience to more players. We've seen him do that over 2021, right? You played in the Gold Cup with a different team than you played in the Nations League semifinal and final. You've rolled out 34 players in qualifying so far this year. Uh you've seen a diverse group of players that when you come into these games, it's hard for me to think about a player who hasn't been seen yet. So for Mm -hmm. me, I'm like, let's see the players that we haven't seen. Because maybe, to go back to my Conrad uh, comment, maybe there's a player that you're like, wow, you know, isn't in the right circumstances or needs to move to a new club or this player has something that I haven't seen before. And so when I'm thinking about building out that roster, yes, I know Matt Turner's in the team. Yes, I know Matt Turner doesn't have a lot of caps. But am I using a cap on him or am I using a cap on Gabriel yeah. Slanina, who I want to bring in, who's 17 sure. years old, dual national, that I want to see, Kenny, like, what is it like in, in playing in a game? Again, a national team is a national team game. Yes, these games are tend to be a little bit different, right? The, the January camp games at times were a little bit different. You played against other B teams or other alternative teams for players that were just domestic in those teams. And some countries had mostly domestic players. Some countries had mostly foreign players. Players in terms of where they're uh, applying their trade and whether they're available in a January camp. So when I think about that, I think about again going from Gabriel Slanina to the back line of players that haven't had a chance to play uh, or show themselves. You know, you've got right, Hen- right. Henry, you've got Henry Kessler, you've got Kobe, you've got Kobe Henry, you have got Jonathan Gomez, you've got a number of players that are in this. Kevin Paredes uh, is another one. Brian Reynolds, who hasn't gotten time, you have a chance to see a lot of these guys, or you could just play Kellen Acosta in the midfield, or you can look at. Jackson Ewell, who I don't think
1: is a, is, a, do is an unknown like, target.
2: But Cole Baskin is one that hasn't been in. that. I'm sure, like, okay, but do you cool. feel like
1: it makes sense to have 11 players we've never seen before? Or do you feel like there should be a blend of players that know what it means to line up with the team, that can hold these younger players accountable, mm-hmm. to make sure they're moving in the right way, to make sure that we're – I'm kind of curious as to the formation too, because we might be better set up in this particular – with the 26 players out there in a, in a double pivot as opposed to the single assuming, yeah. a, you know, so, so do you want to stick kind of with what we want to move forward with as a group? Or are you trying to play to the players that you have in front of you? I think that's one challenge. Yeah. The second one is, do you put some experience in the spine of your team? I'd like to see Salonina in goal as well. But if you do that, then I'd really like to have a Walker Zimmerman out there and yeah, 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 kind, yeah, sure. kind of just kind of control sure. things. But I also agree with you. I don't want to take minutes away from, some of the other guys. Now I could see this being a bit of a split squad. We could see eleven players do the first half and another eleven players do the second half, yeah. which feels kind of crappy because it's harder to establish a rhythm sometimes. Yeah, but that might be the best way for Greg to solve a little bit of these problems because I want to see a Justin Che. I want to see guys that maybe haven't necessarily lit up MLS or their particular clubs, but as you and I both know, sometimes players play different for the national team and do rise to the occasion. I think you and I are probably good examples of that. So, yeah, who's this? You know, how, how do you know until you know? And you got to give them some minutes to see. Well, there's 12 players in this group that
2: have zero caps in the national team. And so I do agree. I also, it's hard because, you know, on one hand, if you're you're Matt Turner, you're like, dude, I want another start. Like, why why am I not getting a start? And so I could see there being a half and a half. But, you know, in terms of judgment, I'm looking at that saying, well, you need a Walker Zimmerman because with Walker Zimmerman, you have a calming presence, which is actually going to allow the players you want to test on the field to, to play relax, better yeah. to relax to know that they have some confidence around them some experience mm-hmm. around them somebody's mm-hmm. going to do their job of making it easier. Jimmy, when I became a center back, I I took what I what I what I liked from my center backs as as a left fullback that allowed me to cheat at times and allowed me to get in good spots and sort of see the game and make my job make their job easier, right? I try to mm-hmm. apply mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a Walker Zimmerman, he can do that knowing having the experience that he has. So I do think up your spine you want to have some of those players. Now, where you get into the midfield, that's where it gets a little bit trickier. Uh, because Kellen Acosta or Christian Roldan, sure, you could play with both of them, but there's also an argument for Johnny Cordoza or Cole Bassett, and I don't want to see those guys get bit part minutes. Now, having said that, Greg Berhalter is getting a pretty good sample size over a couple weeks, and training is just training. Some guys are pure gamers. We've seen that, guys that are not great in training, but very rarely in the national team do you have guys that go, oh, he's bad constantly, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. a certain level when you get to it that – It's usually the game is fast enough where you don't have guys that are just having shockers or don't show up or, you know, when you turn over. There is just a constant, like, just the demand mentally of a training session for the national team, regardless of it's your A, B, or C team, is so Mm -hmm. much higher than at a club team that guys usually get found out and have to step up. You don't get to have days off. So, right, but I do think Greg's going to have an idea of like, okay. I've seen video of these. My scouts have seen videos. I brought these guys in. I'm now I'm seeing what I want to see. Now these two, three players, I, I like what I see other ones. I'm like, okay, it's what I thought it was going
1: to be. I mean, do you feel differently on that? No, I don't feel different. I, I think that he's going to split the squad. The more that we talk about it, the more that I think it through, I think you're going to have one eleven 11 start the first half and another 11 start the second, or at least at least a big C change, a line change as you call it in hockey. And you're going to, uh, and that's going to be that
2: so hard to get a rhythm after that. We get, we've, we've I understand a, that. all the friendlies that Greg Burhalter has done. When he rotates all those players, you're like, Oh, I guess I'll go do something else now because the rhythm of this game is gone. And it, obviously he's trying to get as much experience I, and also I get exposure it. for
1: these guys, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, before we get into what I think uh, our starting lineup should be. And of course yours, Heath as well. This episode is brought to you
0: by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: I have to let everybody know that the biggest events of the NWSL offseason are happening this week. With the NWSL Expansion Draft and the NWSL College Draft. The expansion draft welcomes two brand new clubs to the league, and coverage mm-hmm. kicks off on Thursday, December 16th at 7 p.m. with a full two-hour event airing on CBS Sports HQ, the CBS Sports Network, Twitch, YouTube, and Paramount Plus. The NWSL College Draft is just two days later on Saturday, December 18th, starting at 2 p.m. with live coverage on CBS Sports HQ. And make sure, and you have to do this for us, you got to promise and pinky swear, make sure you listen to Attacking Third with Sandra Herrera and our very own producer Lisa Roman for full NWSL draft previews with guest experts and live draft recaps following the coverage on CBS Sports HQ. Find Attacking Third on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or watch on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. Do it. It is awesome. It is well worth your time. And it would give some much-needed love. And respect and admiration to the women's game in this country. Hey, so, I've got two we'll of those teams coming to Go Southern California, Jimmy. What kind who do you have in the Bay Area?
2: Actually, I hear I, I did hear rumors Listen, that I'm an LA w- native, dude. And I'm just team.
1: Because you live in LA now, you can't yeah, but, claim it, dude. You're from well, the you Jose then.
2: You can't claim San Jose I, to being a legend. If you, you must be a legend <laughs> in one place only, Jimmy, you know, in Kansas one place City's only. where I'm a
1: legend, buddy. Okay. From, on, on the playing field, but I'll say that I was born and raised in LA. I can claim Angel City, okay, or the San Diego wave. I, I but I'll gonna go with Angel City. That that's okay. that's my squad. Chris Press. Right. All right, then
2: I'll I'll hold off on my fandom then until the Bay Area okay. gets an NWSL <laughs> team because I did hear we're about a year or two out from that. It's um, going to happen. Central Valley. We heard the Central Valley, which ended up being San Diego uh, when they took the MLS team from there and went to San Diego to put an
1: NWSL team. It's there. it's that's a conversation for just another a matter, day. It's just a matter yeah. of time. Well, I guess well, I'll hold well, off on well, my loyalty. Well, we can then. pass the baton to that conversation over to Sandra and and Lisa, who can handle yeah. it. Yeah, I would
2: love for Sandra or Lisa to tell me who I should be supporting or if I should hold off. Should I go with the LA team because I live here <laughs> now? Or should I hold off on uh, their, their... You know their you're being, going to uh, Northern City. California. I'm
1: going to see you and your girls at the game wearing all the merch. I already yeah. know what's happening. Don't even try to pretend you're going to follow any other team. All right, getting back to the U.S. men's national team against Bosnia-Herzegovina this weekend, December 18th on Saturday. What do you think Greg Burhalter is looking for from this game, knowing the challenges that we've already discussed of having so many players and trying to see them in valuable moments?
2: God, it's so hard, Timmy. I mean, 22 games this year. There's not when I think about like what do what does Greg Berhalter gain from giving Kellen Acosta another game? And I don't say giving because that's the wrong way of Kellen Acosta earning another game. What do we gain as fans? What does Greg gain in terms of that? Other than potential stability, more experience mm-hmm, on the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think you can get that from a maybe you have Christian Roldan or Kellen Acosta be one of your two midfielders. Then you have uh, Walker Zimmerman in your back line, and then the rest is up for grabs. I don't think. You know, maybe you want to keep George Bellow fresh. Maybe, maybe there's a conversation of saying, hey, we've got the scouts wanting one last look at an international level for George Bellow before he gets sold abroad. They want to have one more little taste of that. Maybe there's a little of a conversation there happening. Um, Not to say that that's what the, the national team's coach's job is to do, but if there's a better opportunity out there, you kind of want to assist those players in their journey. And if you can do right. that. But, you know, Justin Che is one that I thought had some good games this year. Jonathan Gomez. Gosh, it's so hard to build this. This back line. Do you want to do you want to start off, Jimmy? Because I'm playing Gabriel Slanina and I'm maybe I'm too deep in this where I want to see all these new players to be like, we've been so addicted to new players over the last two years that and we've seen them work out and pan out and shape literally uh, our national team of players in the na- last 18 months. We've seen right. more players come in than ever before in terms of like not just getting a look, but actually establishing themselves and pushing out the old generation, which I hate, but I'd love to see at the same time. I don't know where to start because I want to. I always want to see who's – I'm addicted to the next player coming in and, and arriving and, and forcing or challenging
1: for a spot in the national team. Okay, so I just want to state that when's the last time Ricardo Pepe – the last time Ricardo Pepe scored in MLS was September 13th. That is exactly mm-hmm. three months ago. and he, or, Excuse me. He's had one goal in those three months, mm-hmm. and that was against Sporting Kansas City in a 3-1 loss. I want to see him start because I want him to get his mojo back. I want him to start hitting the back of the net, and I think that could potentially happen mm-hmm. against a Bosnia team that isn't their A squad. I want to see Jordan Morris get back out there because I want to see how he's going to fit in and can he make the most of his most likely 45 minutes and, and really have an impact on the I game. see
2: what you did, Jimmy, starting at the top line. I, like I am. That. I, I am. like that. It's easier than the back line. I, I want to see Cade
1: I, I There's some part of me that likes Cade Cal in the nine spot, but it seems like he's destined to play the wing. Currently, mm-hmm. Jordan so Morris, he's a power player like he is a power player. He does. He is. He is a, and he's a big guy like Jordan as well. So yeah. so Kate Cal on one side, Morris on the other Ricardo Puppy up top. I want to see potentially like uh like maybe a double 10 in some ways, even though I know that Greg likes to play inverted wingers. But when you have Morris and Kate Cal, I feel like they got to be more traditional. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll go inside out. We'll see. But but I some kind of variation of I'd love to see Caden Clark get a run out. I know that he had that appendectomy. Ep- ependect- ep- early in the season or during the season, and that really kind of slowed him down after building out a great 2020, which got so much interest. RB Leipzig paid for him. I think there was some pressure there. He couldn't get back into the team for the Red Bulls. And I want to see him maybe get some minutes here. I don't know if he'll start. Maybe Cole Bassett will get the start. Jesus Ferreira could be another one. And then as much as I'd like to see somebody other than Acosta, I know what Jackson Yule can bring to the table. I'd like to see Johnny Cardoso. Like if we're going to really bring him in, I want to see him play. Whether he starts or not, I don't know. But I want to see at least 45 minutes from him. Out wide, I don't need to see George Bello. I know what he can bring to the table. Uh, I'd like to either see Jonathan Gomez if he's available. There is rumors that he might be leaving to go join Real Sociedad. So I don't know if he's available. That's the latest news I know. Maybe you know something different. I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Paredes. You know, I think he's got a bright, bright upside. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing him. I think it'll be Aaron Long, depending on his fitness, and Walker Zimmerman. Uh, uh, Greg is very high on, on Aaron Long. But uh, it would be cool to see, see Kobe Henry or, or Henry Kessler. I think we'll see those guys. Aaron Trusty. Brian Reynolds, I think, is the guy you have to give a shot at right back. And then I would go with Salenina in goal, to be honest. Maybe maybe Matt Turner starts and Salenina gets the second half. Um, but but yeah. um, Justin also, Che in the second half. I don't know. What do you guys think that are listening? Hit us up at KGolosopod on the Twitter or right now in the comments on YouTube.
2: Yeah, the thing about – I've always seen Kevin Paredes as a, as a winger also. He's pretty nasty on the ball. Now, maybe there is a thought or, or, or a little bit of a subtle move that they placed him as a defender on this team mm-hmm. um, or on this roster. I don't know. Maybe it's a typo, but it just seems like there's something strategic about Yeah, he should have been in the midfield. The like,
1: there's like no midfielders. And Prentice yeah. should be in the midfield crew yeah. for sure.
2: And so I'm, I'm wondering where, how how that was. But he was, when, I, when I've seen him on the ball, he actually had a – there was a lot of people arguing that Kevin Paredes should have been the young player of the year because of his stats versus Ricardo Pepe, not for U.S. soccer, but for Major League Soccer as the young player uh, of the year, just because of the stats that he put up as an 18-year-old as well. I mean, look at this team that we're putting out, though. You've got Caden Clark. um, You've got, uh, uh, if we put it out, Ricardo Pepe. You've got um, Cade Cowell. And you've got Kevin Paredes. All young, star-attacking players. Now, for me, I'm not going to talk about them because people have heard of them. (laughs) I I want us to see... I want to see these types of young players step up as defenders. Jimmy, you know, like I have... I've yet to see a young player become a young, I don't know, like the maturity you see in it or this, I guess the confidence of an attacking player seems different when you're 18 than a defensive player that owns a back line or is, or is defensively sound, but amazing on the ball. Could Kevin mm-hmm. praise be that guy if he embraced defending maybe, but I would love to see that type of development, but I just, I have yet to see that for the U S in a while. Obviously, Serginho desk being a, a good example, but, when was the last time you saw a defender come through and you go, okay, um, you know, Robinson maybe? I mean, but it, at the teenage year, step into the national team and just be like, oh, that guy deserves to be this here. I mean, Matt, Matt Miazga was one that came through when he was just at the Red Bulls before he went to the Chelsea loan system. Um like, I don't know, that, that's what I want to see is like that development of those players too. And I know, you know, we're, we've got a, a, a crazy amount of good attackers. But so, yeah. so
1: maybe maybe Paredes comes in for Jordan Morris in the second half. You have Jonathan Gomez playing the left back spot. I bet Acosta starts. I, I could see Matt Turner, Long, Zimmerman, that kind of spine of the team, especially in that area of the field starting. And that way everything else is organized. Yeah. And then, then everybody else is super young. Obviously, Ricardo Pepe would be an experienced player. Jordan Morris, experienced player as well. And then you get Jesus Ferrer obviously had a couple meaningful appearances for us there at the very end, getting called into some important camps. So in that spine of the team, you've got some experience and then you start to put out your young players or people coming back from injury everywhere else. And then you rotate those. It'd be interesting to see. I think it's going to be a good experiment. So so let me say it like this, Heath. And I know we're going to tie up here the U.S. Men's National Team Hour. We've got we're in extra time right now for this. We're in injury time. But who are the three players and everybody else listening to watching? Who are the three players that you really want to see, or maybe it's the most—it's an important, very important game for them that could be somewhat make or break. And I'm kind of looking at Jordan Morris and/or Aaron Long who are coming back from significant injuries, getting into the team. It could be one of the younger players they're all excited about: Jonathan Gomez, Paredes, uh Cardoso. We haven't yeah. really seen much of Kate Cal, Kate and Clark. I mean, who who are the players that you really oh, think they can take advantage of this? Or I don't know. I don't. You can characterize these okay. three any way you want, but what are you thinking?
2: Yeah. So I'm going to put it the uh, I'm not going to go with the experienced players like an Aaron Long or Jordan Morris because of the fact that I think that if they are good enough at their team they've got enough experience to just be called in, right? right. To a to a training camp. I think they have the shortest path to getting into the first team. What I want to see, if I were to look at the if I were to take 3 players, Cade Cowell is one, uh just cuz I want to see can he I, I mean if you he,
1: he that guy is a monster and <laughs> he's a monster. and He's he he has he's the potential a, to be. He's so, a grown ass man, dude. When I yeah. see him, like you are a grown ass man.
2: Oh, that's a he's from Modesto. He's from Ceres. literally the town over. This is this is country bread <laughs> kid right here, dude. This is like this is the kid that we talked about. If you grew up in my hometown, which which is where he's from, you this kid would have been on everybody's watch list for NFL, uh, not NFL, but college scholarships for football for basketball everybody of the like the main schools would have been going after him because of the type of athlete that he is but here he is now signing a contract when he's a teenager and actually fulfilling that in terms of his his potential so he's one that I want to see not just because of where where uh where he's from and Kevin Paredes is another one that I want to see mm-hmm. in terms of mm-hmm. having a performance of somebody that I'm like oh yeah this guy's a gamer and this guy's fearless and and he can go after you and he'll beat you in every which way uh when he's on the ball and then I'm kind of torn between my third one being Caden Clark uh, and Salenina. So Salenina is the one that's like kind of like it's, it's Caden Clark, Jesus Ferreira and Salenina where I'm just like one of them. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Jesus Ferreira. Take the fact that he's been called into the first team. Mm -hmm, Now mm -hmm. bring it back here and be like, yo, this is my spot. And none of you punk kids without this, the experience that I have, have been there before and I'm going to own this with the confidence that I think he can, or what we saw at least last season, uh, less so less so, um, this season in major league soccer. So, that's, that's the one, uh, for me. And then, and then obviously, it, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna in a fourth, more, here? <laughs> no, no, not a, not a fourth, but I want to find a sleeper, you know, give me, give me a sleeper of somebody, okay, whether sleeper. it's Kobe Henry, Jonathan Gomez, somebody like that, Henry Kessler, somebody that's like, Oh yeah. Like somebody that that's, that's in their hotel room right now, meditating, like manifesting that they've waited their whole life for this moment. And we're going to see some sort of. Springboard that we've never seen before
1: rarely happens, but you know that would that would make me happy. What about you? What are your three? No, I've seen Cal play plenty with the San Jose Earthquakes because I'm in the Bay Area now, so I have a good idea what he's about. Obviously, I'd like to see him get minutes and see how he performs for the U.S. It's different when you wear the U.S. jersey. I like to see a little bit of Cole Bassett, frankly, um and, and Caden Clark. Uh, I know what Pepe and Morris can do. I want us Paredes. I know I'm naming a bunch here. You get three, Jimmy. You just name I know. like okay, eleven. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll name three. Uh, Caden Clark. Okay. I I have an interest in Taylor Booth, but but for Hidden Clark is
2: is it is it literally because you want to see him play at the international level because he was really good with the twenties or is it like I want to see if Hidden Clark can get to the first? Well, team now. it's to your
1: it's to your point. I, he has for me that ambition to to want to keep pushing like he pushes the game. Yeah. So I want to see him do that for the US. Does that change? We see it with Brendan Aronson. He's got some he's, Aronson in him. Yeah. He's got some Aaron in him where he, he gets it and he tries to push it. He game. can
2: finish. He can finish too. That's the thing about Caden, uh, Caden Clark. He can finish, he can finish balls. Like he can hit. So the yeah.
1: Ball. So where is he going to set up? And if we start him or if we play him, where does he actually play? And can he make a difference? I think Ten. that he will, but I want game. to see how he does. Right. It's one thing to say he can do it, and another thing for him to actually do it himself. Yeah. So I want to see I just want to see Caden Clark. Taylor Booth for me playing for Bayern Munich's second team or Bayern Munich two. I'm curious about him because he's got some right back, wing back possibilities. He can play right wing, kind of Paredes like, right? Yeah, he's just so, not first team. Like, he's not even. I know, I know, series. but I just. Like, got it, I want me. to. I, I wish Joe Scalley was here so we could actually see Joe Scalley. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> is know, is I, he
2: still I, playing? Jeez, I, man.
1: That, I, that I don't know. A Gladbach's getting slapped around right now. So yeah. I don't know how that's looking for Oh, yeah. You. Um, and, and, you know, outside of that, then I think there's something about Jonathan Gomez I'd like to see. You know, there's so much hype around him. And it seems like he's a unanimous choice for most people yeah. that that have been watching and putting I'm always down to and, see more left backs anyway, even though
2: I suffered with being called crap my whole life. And like the left back position is always the one everybody. Everybody <laughs> wants to fix, uh, you know, fullback positions are, you know, they seem dime a dozen and everybody's always looking for a better one. So I get it. So I'm, I'm I've jumped on that train and said, like, let's bring in more left backs.
1: You know, I wanted to be the host so I could ask you the hard questions. Now <laughs> I want to name more than three people as well. OK, last one, everybody. Last one, last one. And then we're going to go. Of this group of players, of this 26, and I gave you that prediction God status Ooh. right here, Heath Pierce, Ooh. which one of these 26 do you think has the best chance of making the final 23-man roster for Qatar? Uh, Matt Turner. <laughs> Assuming we qualify, I have to say that. You can't. No, get <laughs> Matt Turner out of there. Okay. Walker or Zimmerman. Ricardo Pepe. Like, let's take Pepe and Turner and... And Zimmerman out, too? Zimmerman out. And okay. Acosta. <laughs> and Acosta. Jeez Louise. Okay, wait. Um, Acosta's got to be out. So so Pepe Acosta, Zimmerman, and Turner are out. Okay, outside of those four, best chance. Okay, I could. I, I mean,
2: if Jordan Morris is fit, I think he 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 pushes for it. But I'm going to go with just more of a moonshot, if you don't mind. And okay. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, man, don't give me that Slonina as the at, number three. No, either. no, I, I no. <laughs> okay. I want that so bad. It's <laughs> is uh, an easy fallback. Yeah, I, I would say of anybody here. I'm gonna say the best chance is gonna to go to, man, because Cole Bassett or Jackson Yule could get in with an injury, but um. Now you're now you're trying to uh, yeah to I'm hedging. Let us know I'm in hedging. the chat, everybody, okay, yeah. and then of course
1: hit us up on Twitter at K I'm ahead,
2: all right. I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with man Jordan Morris is the easy bet, but I'm gonna go with. Caden Clark or Cade Cal, which one I'm going to go with?
1: Oh, Caden Clark with for sure over Cade Cal in my humble uh, okay. opinion. Okay, Caden Clark, that's the one. Is that who going, with? going. Well, he's going. I would probably go with Caden Clark. Yeah, but he he's could going be, to RB Leipzig. You're hedging it, that he's going to play at RB Leipzig, though. Like, no, that's you're hedging. true. That's true. I'm I am hedging that a little bit, and it might not happen because they've got a new coaching staff in place, right? Yeah. With uh, with Tedesco he's got the best, best pathway if all goes well to
2: to insert himself into this team.
1: He does. He does, yeah. and also because there's some injury concerns for that area of the field. Giorena has been getting some knocks. Prish and Pulisic can't stay healthy. That could be a possibility there mm-hmm. that gets him in there. I like the, I like the Caden Clark shout, oh, I, I, especially compared to Cade Cal. God, um, oh man, I we're kind of thin on the left back spot. He does seem to trust George Bello a little bit, even though he's a known quantity. I'll say Aaron Long. I think. Aaron oh, gonna that's go a good one. There. Where is he Long. at? Where, where? How far is, is he able to I don't play know, but I know camp? Greg loves him. So I think he's going to be Aaron that Long no true. matter what. I he's mean, Greg, go,
2: if Aaron Long goes, Walker Zimmerman's not going to the World Cup. You don't have room for both of them, can
1: you? And then who else is out? Well, then you have Miles okay. and you have, because John Anthony Brooks isn't going to the World Cup, dude. Yeah. Not, not my opinion. That. He's not even starting for Wolfsburg anymore, and the, the, yeah. that's probably a good thing because they're getting slapped. No, around as he well. started
2: last week. He like he's he, just out for one, one game or what?
1: Well, he didn't play last week, and they lost three one. Yeah, they're struggling, relax. Right? Yeah, rotation. I'm we'll just saying. Rotation. I'm, I'm just saying. Rotation. I'm yeah. just saying. No man. Okay, yeah, that's it. That's a that's a solid. And then you have that's what? Chris solid. Richards. He just scored for Hoffenheim. He's full of confidence. You could have Richards, yeah. Miles Robinson, Zimmerman, and Long. Okay, I'm so just so saying. I know that Greg loves Aaron Long. He's going to find a place for him. Okay, so there might be more than one from this list. I'm just. From the from the outside of the four that we've already named. What about Austin Trusty? By the way, we haven't mentioned m- mentioned him. Yeah, I don't know. I like him. Yeah, he might just have too much work to do to climb over some of the guys that are already established. That's fair. I well now everybody wants to talk about Jan Anthony Brooks and he should be there. We're gonna have to save that for the next U.S. Men's National Team hour. We're calling it a show, everybody. It's every so week on behalf of Des Norris and Lisa Roman, our producers, and Heath Pierce. I'm Jimmy Conrad. We thank you so much for watching the show live with us on YouTube. If you want to listen to it on podcast form, follow Golasso Podcast. That is on all of the relative outlets that you like to hear your podcasts. That is Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You guys know the business at this point. You're well-versed in how things work in the digital space. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next week for the U.S. Men's National Team Hour. Later.